Hi, this is Becky Doolin. Today we'll be reading John 5, 1-15. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the Pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleepy mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed them. Okay, as I was reading these verses, um, God highlighted a couple things to me. First, um, I want to look at verse 6. Here, Jesus asked the man, would you like to get well? To which, in verse 7, the man replied, I can't, sir, uh, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Now, if I'm honest, the first thing that came to mind when I was reading that was, boy, this man is a whiner and just like a negative Nelly. I mean, if you look at some of the words he uses in those um, verses, I can't, I have no one, someone always gets ahead of me. They seem to all be defeating, don't they? I mean, let's remember the man had been there for 38 years. 38 years. I mean, don't you think that somehow, some way, in those 38 years, He could have scooched, wiggled, rolled, inched on his elbows, something to get closer to that pool in 38 years. I mean, wouldn't he even try? Wouldn't you think he would try? Would you try? But he didn't. He just laid there. Poor me. No one to help me. Whining. I think sometimes, well, actually, probably most of the time, Our perspective on things can affect how we choose to move forward or not to move forward. I mean, here the man was not out to help improve his situation at all. I mean, it shows because he was laying there for 38 years. He wanted, I don't know, if you will, I guess, an easy way out. He wanted someone to come along, feel sorry for him, pick him up, and put him in the pool at the right time. I mean, that's a way for sure. Um, He thought it was the easy way. But my question is, was it really an easy way? I mean, because 38 years he was laying there, 
That doesn't seem too easy for me. Next, um, did you notice in these verses, um, the man didn't ask Jesus for help. I often wondered why. I mean, why didn't this man, upon seeing Jesus, ask him to heal him? Um, well, here's my, my thought, is that the man didn't see Jesus as a potential healer, right? I mean, the man's mind was set and focused on that supposed healing powers of the water and not on Jesus. But here is something um, I don't want you to miss. Even though the man didn't ask Jesus to heal him, Jesus still healed him. How cool is that? I mean, usually having the faith in Jesus and his healing power was essential for the cure, right? But here, the man did not even know who Jesus was, and he was healed. So why is that? Well, this is what I find kind of amazing about that, is that Jesus usually healed in response to faith. I mean, that's why we pray for healing. We pray because we have faith in Jesus, and we know that he can do it in his power. But that was the farthest thing from this man's mind. So Jesus usually healed in a response to faith. But this is the good part. Jesus was not limited by a person's lack of it. Isn't that awesome? I, I just love that. So even though this man didn't have faith in Jesus and wasn't looking to him to be healed, Jesus, boom, came in, healed him anyway. I love that. I just, I just think that's awesome that even though he didn't have faith in him, Jesus still healed him. So my question is, what about you? Are you sitting on something, waiting for an easy way out, something that's really hard and weighing on you? What if you chose today to make a change? First, maybe change your perspective. To look at your struggle or situation differently. And one step I always do is to rename my situation or those things that are weighing me down and causing me, you know, whatever, Goliath. And why I do that is because, well, I know how that turned out. And that gets my perspective off of me and what I can do and relying on my strength, my knowledge, my energy, and it shifts it to Jesus. Um, and what if you, as it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ? I mean, really, my friends, our mind is a battlefield. And knowing that you have the power to change that which what you think on or let into your mind will get you thinking about things differently and therefore affect your perspective and most likely your outcome. And when we do something, even something little, to adjust the current path that we are on, things start to change. And it may be small little things that change, but it's change. And what are you maybe, I guess, looking to maybe other things, ways, means to get your deliverance, healing, 
breakthrough, whatever. Are you looking to Jesus first? Or were you looking like at the pool, like the man was? And do you look at what you can do about your situation or what your friends can do, your family can do about it? Because sometimes we do want to fix it. We want to take care of it. I know I do. I want to take care of things. I'm going to grab the bull by the horns. I'm going to go take care of this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it doesn't work. And I didn't seek Jesus first in it. But what would happen if we ran to Jesus first and looked to him in every situation in your life where you do feel defeated or like you're losing that battle? What if we admitted that we can't do it without him and we asked him to come in and help? I need his help. I can't do it. And looking to him, boy, that not only changes my perspective, but it takes the load off because I know I can't. So will you give it a try? This week, will you just give it a try? Today, will you give it a try? Will you take one step today, maybe tomorrow, to change whatever that circumstance in your life that's weighing you down and you're struggling with? Will you start thinking about what you're thinking about? Will you start looking to Jesus first? When you feel that urge to go and fix, will you just stop and say, Jesus, help me. What can I do? What do you need me to do? What do you want to do in this situation? Because that one, he, the one, can be what you need in every situation. Let's pray. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you that you meet us where we're at. And even though we're in the process of transforming, we know that we mess up and and you love us anyways. And we don't have to get it right or be perfect. God, remind us of who we are in you and what we have in you. God, help us... um, Help us to lean on you for everything. We know that nothing is too big or too small for you. God, remind us, remind us that the, that the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead is in us. And that when we feel weak and defeated in our situations, God, remind us that you are strong. Oh, God, give us, give us a new perspective. Give us a new perspective on those situations in our life that we do feel defeated and we're losing the battle. God, give us your perspective. God, today we choose. God, we choose today to fix our thoughts on what is true, what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, lovely, and admirable. We choose to think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And we'll keep putting into practice all that we have learned and received from you so that the peace of God will be with us. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Have a great day.